0: I've got the victory living inside of me. I got the great, I can't overcome. This ain't no time to turn back. No place to grow slack. I gotta keep resting on till every battle is won. Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore and this is Faith School. Faith School's the place where my spirit is fed, my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. Hallelujah. You know, it's good to win. Sure beats losing, right? It's good to be victorious, to be an overcomer rather than to be defeated and to be a victim. Uh, One of the big revelations that just is life-changing is that though we can't control everything that happens outside of us and around us, and you'll just be frustrated if you try to control everything happening around you, you can't. You can control what gets in you and what happens inside you, and really that's where you live. You don't just live in New York or California or Oklahoma, you live in your mind space. You live in your state of awareness and what you're focusing and thinking on, which is why you could be in the most picture-perfect location in the world, perfect weather, perfect scenery, and yet you could be suicidal. You could be not wanting to live anymore. Well, if that's true, you could be in a bad set of external circumstances and yet have peace and joy (laughs) on the inside, and that is the key to victory. Not getting everything perfect around you, but taking charge of your thought life, taking charge of your words, taking charge of what you're watching and listening to, taking charge of what you're believing what you're choosing to believe. And that's where faith school comes in. It can be a part of getting your mind renewed and getting your spirit fed like we're talking about. So get your uh, Bible, get something to make a note with. Come on into the classroom with us and let's release faith right now for fresh manna from heaven. Father, we ask you, all of us together, ask you for the anointing We ask you for the strength and the grace, the the utterance and the ears to hear, answers and help for right now. And we purpose uh, to respect your word and respect your things and not be a hearer only, but a doer thereof. And we thank you for results in our lives. Get glory to yourself in our lives in every way, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 If you would look in the great textbook, the Bible, to a couple of openings today, let's look at Matthew 15, and also we'll be looking at Mark 7. Matthew 15 and Mark 7. If you haven't been with us, this is your first time, or haven't been with us for a while, uh, we are on a series that we're calling Faith for Healing. Uh, Back, you know, uh, months ago, we spent a lot of time... In Hebrews the 11th chapter talking about what faith is why faith how it comes how it's released and you have a whole chapter there verse after verse after verse of individuals who did uh, things by faith and if you haven't seen that or heard that I recommend that you go back and get that foundation in you and and it won't cost you anything it's just faithschool.org and um, you can get caught up to the next part, which is this, faith for healing. Once you understand some things about how faith works, you'll realize faith must be developed in each area of our lives. Just because I have strong faith and I'm fully persuaded and convinced, no longer doubting or questioning that I'm saved, that my name's in the Lamb's book of life, that my sins are forgiven and washed away and that when I die and leave here I'm going to be with the Lord. You can have strong faith for that and have no faith at all for healing, physical healing. Or you could have strong faith for healing and be persuaded in that area and have no faith at all uh, for material provision. So, Uh, Sometimes people say, well, I have a lot of faith, you know, but I don't understand why this. Well, what do you mean that's too generic? That's too generally speaking. Uh, All of us are at various levels of faith in different areas of our life, depending on what we've heard, what we've been taught, what we've fed on, what we've accepted or rejected, and what we have exercised. If you've used your faith in an area and fed it, it's getting stronger. If it's never been fed and you don't use it, it's uh, either very, very weak or none at all in that area. So you can have strong faith here and no faith over here, which is why as the Lord leads us, we're, we're taking areas uh, and focusing on them. Now we're camping on uh, faith for healing. And if you've been alive any length of time, you know that either yourself or somebody you know is going to need some healing right before long. So uh, this is an area that you don't just feed on a little bit and then you forget for the next 40 years. Uh, You want to keep, keep hearing some things along this line just ever so often because either you or somebody you know is going to need some healing help just to you know, be sustained and recover and, and get through your entire life without it being cut short or without it being sub-quality of what it should be. Uh, we're, the Lord didn't want us to just exist or subsist. He wants us to thrive, right? He wants us to actually, um, you know, John 10.10 in the Amplified, Jesus said, uh, the thief didn't come except to steal, kill, and destroy, but I am come that you might have life. And Amplified says, to the full, until it overflows. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, that's, in fact, 1 uh, Timothy talks about that, that God gives us richly all things to enjoy. He wants us to enjoy life in Him. Enjoy. Well, it's, it's hard to enjoy everything when you're hurting so bad you can't pay attention. Yeah. Right? Or when... Or when You know, you're so restricted, you can't leave home, you can't travel, you can't do what you want to because you're sick. You don't feel good. It also robs you of finances, uh, trying to take care of the problem, whatever it is. Well, we've been given a lot of good word on the subject of healing. And Jesus, our master, he spent a lot of time ministering to people, deliverance and healing. Have you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? I mean, Jesus spent a lot of time ministering this. And he would not have had to minister healing to all these thousands and tens of thousands of people just to prove a point. Uh, This is because it is the unchanging will of God for us to be healed. Somebody said out loud, it is is God's will 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 for me to be healed healed. now. Now. Y'all with me, class? Now, if, you, if you're hesitant, you go, well, you know, how can you be so sure, Brother Keith? That just showed up that you cannot have faith for healing where you are right now. As long as you are questioning whether it's God's will for you to be healed or not, you can't have faith to be healed. You have to get that settled. And when I say settled, I mean settled. No more questions about could it be, my, it might be, we don't know, we'll see. That just means you haven't accepted, you don't, either don't know his word or you haven't accepted what he said about it. No, I'm telling you, it is God's will for you and I to be healed. Yes. Hmm? Yes. And, and if, if this sounds new to you or strange to you, then like we said, go back to the beginning of this part, faith uh, for healing because we've already covered a lot of ground getting to where we are now, go back to there and and, and pick it up and let the Word answer your questions. And when you get them answered and when you get it settled, now you're on solid ground to believe God for what has already been provided. Faith is the ground or assurance of things hoped for, or expected. It is the conviction. It's being sure of things not seen. Do you hear those words? Confidence, conviction, being sure. That means you're no longer asking all these questions. Is it God's will? Well, we don't know. Well, what about? Well, what about so-and-so? What about what happened to Mama? What about what happened to Aunt, Aunt Liz? You know, what about, what about, what about? All that shows is that you are wavering and you are not settled. And the scripture says, don't let that person think they'll receive anything from the Lord. You've got to get it settled, which is why we're camping For weeks and weeks and weeks. Going over one and two and three and four and ten and twenty and on. Right? After a while, you should get it settled. (laughs) Right? If you're listening, if you're paying attention. And I'm not talking about me convincing you. I'm talking about the Word of God convincing you. That you see it for yourself and you go, well, that's what it says. That's it. And it settles all your questions. You know, people think it's such a big sign of intelligence that you can ask a hard question. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't know the answer either, so how does that make you smart, you know? <laughs> no, it, it's not. You know you one. Well, what about so-and-so? That, that doesn't make you look smart because you just revealed you don't know something. Y'all with me? Yeah. But the Word reveals the answers if you'll accept them. How many will say, I accept the word of God? I the word of God. It, answers it answers my questions. Hallelujah. And it will when you receive it. Well, we have looked at the healing of the leper. We looked at the healing of Peter's uh, wife's mother. We looked at the healing of the par- paralyzed man. We looked at the healing of the nobleman's son and the healing of the man with the withered hand. We looked at the healing of the centurion's servant and of Jairus' daughter. And of the woman with the issue of blood. And we looked at the healing of the two blind men. I mean, that's a lot of healing. Right there, right? And now we're on today to number 10 in our study. The healing of the Syrophoenician's daughter. The healing of the Syrophoenician woman's daughter. It's recorded in Matthew and in Mark. And we're going to look at both of these as we we have time. Uh, Matthew 15 and 21, it says, Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coasts of Tyre and Zidon. Now you'll see as we look at this that there's emphasis on the area, the geography, the area where the woman is from. So we need to pay attention to that. Uh, This is an area uh, north kind of present Israel. It says, Behold, a woman of Canaan, and see, it brings up again the geography, Canaan, came out of the same coasts and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, you son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. Now, that's King James. The Greek is the word uh, daemon or demon." So really, demons correct, not devil. Uh, My daughter is grievously vexed with a demon. Now, you just say that, and a lot of times people, they immediately put up a block, you know, well, what do you mean? I mean, what, a demon? And their mind gravitates to some Hollywood horror uh, movie or book or something that has no basis in reality. Um, spirits are real you are a spirit human beings are not highly uh, evolved animals Uh, don't believe that And, and if you are honest about it and you begin to study where this theory of evolution comes from you realize it is just that an unproven unverified theory theory. Well, that means it's not a fact. (laughs) And it can't be a fact if the Bible is true. And so instead of believing lies, uh, if you believe lies, you'll have all these questions you'll never get answered. They just don't make sense because your presumption, your starting point is wrong. So everything after it's going to be wrong. But when you realize in the Word of God, the Scripture says God is Spirit. And He is the Father of Spirits. That's us. And so I am a spirit. I live in a body. I'm not a highly evolved animal. I'm made in the image of God. I'm. He's a spirit. I'm a spirit. I have a mind. I'm in a body. And Uh, There are other spirits, other created beings that are not human. Sometimes people say, you know, they gaze off into space and go, I wonder, you know, is is there life out there? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The Bible tells you it is. I mean, there are good spirits and there are bad spirits. Evil spirit, that word evil just means bad. That's, uh, we use the word bad all the time, more than evil. And good, the Holy Spirit is the good spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's nothing bad in him. And he is God. Angels, there are good angels and they are good spirits. And they're called ministering spirits, sent to minister for those of us who shall be heirs of salvation. They actually help us. And protect us and help cause things, good things, to come to pass in our life. We need to know more about these things. But then obviously, there are bad spirits. And that's what uh, this mother is aware of. She she called it an unclean spirit. Well, no spirit of God and no holy angel or the Holy Spirit is going to be unclean. So this is something that's of the enemy and of the devil. He said, My daughter is grievously vexed with a demon. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she cries after us. But he answered and said, I'm not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, it is not meat to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. And she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. This is one of only a couple times in all of our recorded cases where the master said their faith was great. So, How many think we should pay close attention to this one, right? (laughs) Because not only did she have faith, uh, but according to the Master, her faith was and is great, great. Like we were talking earlier, faith is not a standard issue, static thing. That We're all given a measure of faith when we're born again, but it doesn't just stay there. Uh, it will either develop and grow or it will weaken depending on what we do or don't do with it. So there are times Jesus looked at people and said, um, O ye of little faith. You remember that? Yes. Well, that's a lot different from great faith, right? <laughs> little faith. And then there were other times when he would say, How is it that you have no faith? Sometimes he'd use the word no that means, you know, they didn't even have a little faith. And uh, this is the answer to so many questions. Uh, I think a lot of times people imagine, well, if I'm, if I'm a believer, if I believe in God, then that means I have a lot of faith. Well, no, we've already talked about that. Uh, just because you had enough faith to get saved... <laughs> doesn't mean you have any faith in another area. And so again and again, the reason why things haven't happened is a lack of faith. It's just as simple as that. But many times people don't want it to be that simple. They're like, well, no, it was you know, God's mysterious will. No, go back to what Jesus told people. I mean, on more than one occasion, you know, his disciples asked him, Why couldn't we make that happen? And he said, Because of your lack of faith. Right? Oh, ye of little faith. Have we heard that before? Well, then that's the answer. Don't make up another one. <laughs> right? And don't let somebody else make up another, whether it's you, whether it's me. Numerous times we have come short, we have not seen the thing that we could have seen it's just simply because of our lack of faith. That's why we have a faith school, right? Because even if that has been the case in the past, it doesn't have to remain that way. But your faith is not going to grow and develop just, just through wishing for it or wanting it. It has to be fed. And I don't mean hamburgers and hot dogs. It's got to be. And I don't mean social reform and moral suggestions. Come on, y'all with me. It's got to be fed, nourished up in the words of faith on the anointed word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not religion. Not religion. If you listen to man's religion it will make you faithless. It'll make you a pitiful victim beggar. That's what tradition religion does. It'll make you a a weak, helpless beggar. Just beg, just beg more, beg God, beg God, beg God. No, faith makes you strong. It makes you an overcomer. It causes you to know how to resist your enemy. It causes you to know how to reach out and lay hold of what's been given to you. Right? Yeah. It makes you able to fight the good fight of faith and lay hold. Everybody say lay hold. Lay hold. See, it takes strength to lay hold. Spiritual strength. Not just mental strength or physical strength. Spiritual strength. He said, oh woman, great is your faith. Don't you like the sound of that? How many like the sound of that? Come on, you wouldn't be in faith school if you didn't like the sound of that. You uh, said out loud, great, great is, your faith. is your faith. Say it again, great, great is your faith. faith. Now, who said this? Jesus. Not just some passerby. I mean, this, this is the Jesus. Now, if anybody knows about faith, it's Jesus, right? And if he says, that's some great faith, then brother, it's great faith. Is that right? And so here we have, instead of it just happening and no record of it being kept, the Holy Spirit saw to it that this was recorded in multiple places so that you and I, all these years later, could learn about this. Why? So we can have great faith too. That's why. Because God's no respecter of persons. And He's never changed. And faith hasn't changed. And so if we'll do what she did, we can have great faith like she had. And one thing you've got to remember, these people were real people. This is not imaginary. This woman, this called this Canaanite woman, she lived back in this time. uh, She had a name. She had a history and uh, occupation and all these things. And um, most people back then, they couldn't even read or write. And so they didn't have, and they didn't have copies of the scriptures at their house. Couldn't have read them anyway, <laughs> you know. And um, and uh, moreover, this woman is not a Jewish convert. She is, you'd call her a pagan. She Canaanite. You'll you'll find it refers to idol worshiper. That's her background. And when I say background, I don't mean five years ago before she got saved. She hadn't got saved right now at this reading. She hadn't even become a Jewish proselyte right now at this reading. Her background is about as unchristian as you could be. As ungodly as far as faith and the Abrahamic covenants and that kind of thing. I mean we, we need to assume she knew nothing about God or the covenants. Of course, a new birth wasn't available yet, but why am I saying that? When you think of Jesus looking at somebody and saying, you have got some great faith. People tend to think somebody maybe that has a couple of doctorate degrees in theology, right, that can read, you know, Greek and Hebrew and, And all this kind of somebody that prays, you know, eight hours a day. Huh? That's That's not this woman. And the other person that we saw that the Lord said had great faith was not a preacher either. He was a soldier. Remember that? The centurion? A commander. Somebody who, you know, had seen violence. So why am I bringing this up? Being religious does it cause you to have great faith? Are y'all with me, class? Yes. That is a complete misconception. The two people that Jesus said had great faith, neither were religious. Neither. Neither were ministers. And the people who were the scriptorians, the doctors of the law, the scribes, the Pharisees, they were the most faithless of the bunch. Can you see that? I mean, they're the ones rejecting what Jesus is saying and doing, won't believe any of it, trying to do away with him. So religion is that man's religion is actually the enemy of faith in God. Can you see this class? So no, uh, it's not the most religious who have the most faith. Uh, Many times they're the ones that have the least. So how did this woman, a Canaanite, from a totally ungodly background, have great faith on this day? Her choices. I said her choices. She heard about Jesus. We're going to see that more later. And she chose to believe it. She chose to believe it to the point she pursued him and would not be denied, would not be thwarted to the point of giving up. Can you see this? Well, this is just about choices, a choice to believe, a choice to continue, a choice to not give up. That's who has great faith. Can you make that choice today, class? Any, any of us can. You, you can be born again yesterday and you can make this choice and you can have great faith right now. You don't have to wait 20 years. You, somebody say, I can have, I can have great, faith great faith right, faith. right now, right now. Today. today. Hallelujah. 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 Thank, you, thank, thank you, Lord. 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 As you can see, we just getting started into this and our time is already up again today. Uh, please, come back tomorrow because we're going to learn a lot of things. We are on fast track of great faith. Is that right? We're getting it. Somebody say, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. Come back. We'll see you again tomorrow here on Faith School. I've got victory living Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Classes dismissed for today.